0: Hour number two of overtime fan run radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew. We are going to make our picks for tonight. How did you all do last night?
1: Both, both of us went four and one last night in our picks. Hmm, we know basketball, so eighty percent hit rate between uh, all four of us in this room.
2: It was a ninety percent hit rate yesterday, correct for the games on Friday? Because y'all went yes. five and that we went four and one. Yeah. Yes,
1: so eighty five combined
2: yeah. average.
0: Well, Listen to the people, man. If you want to make some money, we can help you make that money. All right, so how do you all want to do first pick tonight since we tied? You can just
1: go since you're by yourself.
0: All righty. Let's go Tatum, 20-plus.
1: Nice job, man. Way to, way to pass that one off. I can't go Jalen Brown because he's out for because uh, of back-to-back. So I'm going to go uh...
3: – <laughs>
1: Give me uh, Jokic, 20-plus.
0: Hmm. Darius Garland, twenty plus. Give me Luca. All
1: right, give me a second, man. Wait, yeah. Luca, twenty plus. You said Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna go.
0: Wait, it'll be my pick since he just picked, right? Yeah, yeah. You picked twice, didn't you? No. I just go ahead. I pick you pick. I pick Matthew No, no, no pick. you're right. It's your
1: yeah. pick. Go. Yeah, sure is.
0: Uh Kawhi, twenty plus. <laughs> Uh... Averaging 30.8 over the last five.
1: Yeah. Don't care. LeBron will clamp him. I got LeBron 20-plus.
0: And what I have? One more? You have two more. You have two, two more. more. Yeah, you have two more. Alrighty. righty. Hmm. This one's tough. This one's really tough. Yeah. Give me Julius Randle.
2: What is he averaging over the last five or ten games? 26.4. Uh... Do, um... Devin Booker's out for like the rest of the year. Ah, Kuzma. Give me Kuzma, 20-plus. All right.
0: Give me Jamal Murray.
2: And with the last pick.
1: The last pick I will be going with. <laughs> I really want to do a wild card here. but Do it. Just do it, man.
0: Just do it. Thomas Bryant, 20-plus. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, Some other lines of interest. Evan Mobley, out of the last ten games, his line tonight is threes What do you think his hit rate is out of the last ten? Zero. Zero. Dorian Finney-Smith, his point line tonight is nine and a half. Two out of the last ten. Tim Hardaway Jr. assists one and a half. Two out of the last ten. C.J. McCollum assist. six and a half tonight. Two out of the last ten. Kawhi Leonard. Assist four and a half, two out of the last ten. You want to talk about some positives now?
1: All I'm hearing from that is that Luke needs some help. shame two guys that are starters for the Mavs.
2: Yep.
0: Some other lines of interest tonight: Zach Levine, his rebound line tonight is four and a half. He is nine out of his last ten. Jalen Brunson, three pointers, one and a half, nine out of the last ten. Patrick Williams, one and a half threes, nine out of the last ten. Jalen Brunson, twenty-three and a half point line, eight out of the last ten, and Donovan Mitchell assists four and a half. He has hit eight out of his last ten. Look at these
1: uh, Arkansas jerseys behind you. Oh my lord!
0: Breast cancer
1: awareness. I would assume so. It's not October. I don't. Whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. But that's the first time I've ever seen pink jerseys in basketball for college.
0: Uh-huh. For men. Yeah, Yeah. Um It's
1: pretty sick, I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah, those are pretty nice. I can't lie to you. I do like these polos.
1: But the polos don't match the jerseys. They're, like, almost purple.
0: Yeah. I do like the polo, though. Why didn't LSU just use the the design they did the other night on the away jerseys as well?
1: Yeah, because now it looks like a like starburst, like yellow and pink starburst out there. They should have just done white, mm-hmm. so the pink would pop more. What's but your favorite
0: starburst flavor? Red red pink okay as long as
2: it's not yours. red
0: okay and speaking of candy have you heard the m&m's drama
1: i saw something about that today but i was it was like first thing i saw when i woke up i'm not reading all that right now
0: so apparently the m&m spokes candies the characters that you see on tv the plush dolls that you see in the stores those are no longer going to be a thing why is that offensive now well i think tucker carl said something about the uh green one getting her heels back and then the purple one was apparently obese they're (sighs) m&ms oh man hey buddy there is nothing better than a fat m&m
2: so you're telling me now (laughs) m&m characters are offensive we can't even have m&ms we can't have m&ms anymore man i guess we gotta only have mini m&ms because it's Basically, what are you going to do now, man? You're going to have make mini M&M characters? I don't know.
0: Before you know it, we're all going to be doing what Dave Ramsey wants us to do, and eating beans and rice, rice and beans. Hey, man, you got to make the M&Ms gender neutral. <laughs> Can't have male or
1: female
2: M&Ms. What, are you going to pay for everything with cash, too, like Dave Ramsey says?
0: Pay cash for everything, and you're going to eat beans and rice, rice and beans. Until you get this mess cleaned up. I hope you realize how stupid you are getting yourself in this mess. You have spent $75. You are $75 in credit card debt, so you need to eat beans and rice. Rice and beans. Until you get this mess cleaned up. Can't believe how stupid you are. You ever watch the Dave Ramsey Top 10 Most Unbelievable Calls? Yeah. You will feel a lot better about yourself yeah, after you I, watch those.
2: I, I, don't, I don't listen to that dude, man. He says pay everything in cash. You know he only does that because his credit score is zero. That's how he gets a zero credit score because he has no credit.
0: Well, it's one of those things, too, where I get a call from the credit bureaus every 10 years asking if I'm still alive. And, you know, I tell them, yes, I'm still alive, but I'm not going to take out any loans. I pay cash for everything. I pay cash for my house. I never buy a new car. You know, you need to eat beans and rice because you're in debt for $75. I don't
2: know how you buy a house in cash, man, unless you just have hordes of cash.
1: Maya Rudolph is who uh, M&M's putting out there instead of their candies.
0: Let's get somebody in here that can talk sports again. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel?
3: Well, you all talk about non-binary M&M's and and following a, a guy who says <laughs> that you're supposed to drive a – Supposed to drive a vehicle uh, a tenth of your salary.
0: Yeah, you uh, need to buy yourself a two thousand dollar beater. That's what you need to run around in until you get this mess cleaned up. You need to trade that car in and buy you a two thousand dollar beater.
3: You need to drive a nineteen eighty eight Toyota Corolla that's had the oil change one time, uh, and it was a, it was a female owned vehicle. That's why the the uh, the oil change was ch- the oil was changed one time. So. No, I, I, I'm with you. I don't I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Don't buy what that guy says. He's. He's. He's on. He's on the far spectrum, just like the, the non-binary M and M's or cancel culture and
0: whatever. Well, you know it's funny because ten years ago, everything that he said kind of made sense. But in today's society, we've reached a point where inflation is so bad to where you can't follow those principles. It's like every oh, call that he gets. Hi, Dave. I'm on baby step two, paying off all my debt. And the thing is you can't pay off all of your debt because you're spending so much more at the grocery store and you're spending so much more at the pump. You're spending more for a car. You're spending more for a house. Like some of those principles you almost can't apply.
3: Well, and it, and it's also funny that the way to build credit is to be in debt, which, it, you know, it's it, it's just, it's also cyclical and, you know, and it's like life is death and death, death is life. You, you know, all that whole thing, it's like, we're we're brought into this world, raised by our parents, and we end up taking care of our parents. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's just anyway. So, what about the Josh Heupel contract? I I would I wouldn't have been mad if, it, if 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 they made it 10 million.
0: No, I wouldn't have been mad at all. I mean, the guy's kind of earned it, man. Considering the mess that he cleaned up. Speaking of cleaning up messes, Josh Heupel cleaned up a bigger mess than anything Dave Ramsey's ever had to clean up.
1: He's Still, uh. Top five for SEC coaches and ninth nationally, so it's not like we're just boosting that's him in the top two.
0: Yeah,
3: that's you know, and, and when, when you break it down like that, I mean, he's he's still not you, you know among. Uh, it, it, I would imagine he's considered. You know, he has another year or two. I mean, he will be categorized as one of the elite coaches if he already isn't. Um, but but from from a from a monetary standpoint, he's still he's still on, you know, a couple of runs down. That's why I was kinda surprised they wouldn't put him in the ten million category.
1: Well, right now it's obviously Nick Saban makes eleven point seven, Kirby makes eleven point two five, Brian Kelly and Jimbo Fisher both make nine point five. Then you have Kiffin and Hepel both making nine. And uh, somehow Mark Suits makes eight point six million. I don't know how.
0: Because his contractor allows him a raise ridiculous.
1: it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Hey,
3: keep paying Mark Stoops, keep him there, keep being, you know, whatever they are. Just keep it, keep it up, whatever it, you know. Just keep spending, keep pouring money into a dead program, and and you know, keep Calipari there, and you know. Uh, keep Stackhouse and and, uh, and you know in Vanderbilt keep it up you know just keep pouring money and you know I just just keep it up i I'm all for it I mean we're just I just keep 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 pour, keep making bad financial decisions Dave Ramsey
0: <laughs> what have we started here
3: <laughs> you know I, I don't I don't know I, I mean have you all talked about basketball much or what what has been your all's uh, uh, kind of template for the, for the day. I just
0: joined in. So, pretty much we were just kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about yesterday, you know, comparing the 2019 team to the current team and which team do you think is better. And it's been across the board, everyone that's called in, the 2019 team. I mean, we have Larry in Georgia, who's one of the most positive people that we know yep. that calls into the show, saying that if we lose tomorrow to Georgia, that Rick Barnes should almost be fired. Yep.
3: Well, okay, so i i love I love this topic, and a lot of the shows I've been listening to have been thinking, have been talking about that topic. and And I'm I'm choosing the 2019 team as well. And here's and here's my reason because and, you and know basketball. To, well, and it comes down to one thing, and I I, I hate Rick Barnes's offense. I think our offense is anemic, and you know we can shoot 14 to 25, or we can shoot two to 25. But the reason why 20, I choose 2019 is because Grant Williams operated the Rick Barnes system perfectly. That's exactly what you need to run a Rick Barnes offense is a guy in the post who can who can score and can handle. And the reason why this team is – I wouldn't choose this team is because Olivier Kamwa is not that guy, and that's exactly what our offense needs him to be. Mm-hmm. And I would choose that 2019 team all not all day long. I think there's a lot of washes on that team. I think Jordan Bone and Zakai Ziegler would be a fantastic matchup. Seeing Vascovy uh, and Bowden, or Vascovy and Turner, whatever you know what I'm saying. I think um, you put uh, at, uh, uh, Admiral on um, uh, Julian Phillips, or if you want to put him on uh, Triple J, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of good matchups on that, but I think that, I think it all it starts and it and it, it, it and it ends with Grant Williams.
1: Grant would have uh, Olivier with three fouls in the first two minutes of the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, that and like and, and, and over four and on, on field goal percentage too. too. I, even if he takes a shot, it it, if it even takes a shot. Yeah. I'll say this much: I am uh, i I'm really kind of over the Olivier Commois experience um, because we we need him to show up and he doesn't, and uh, and he's he's inconsistently consistent. That's that's the best thing you can say about him.
0: I mean, you preach on. You're preach. pretty spot on. I mean, nobody's disagreeing and with you. You are preaching to the choir. <laughs> I will say this much, guys: um,
3: whether we end up being a one seed or a two seed, I do think the lights are are coming on and the keys are being handed to to Sakai. Um, to I really do. I, I, I've, over the last couple games, it feels like you know he's back in the starting lineup. Uh, he's already he was already playing starter minutes, but now he's back in the starting lineup where he needs to be. But I think I think we will go far if if he you know cuts down on the turnovers. But he becomes the guy, and I and I I, I hope he is becoming the guy because it seems like that's what Barnes is kind of trying to do because you can see it. I mean, he's far more involved.
0: He is, and I mean, you know guy Ziegler. The past two games, I mean, he's had great performances we can't deny that we can't deny that but we need consistency that is the big thing is consistency is key especially in this year's college basketball where it seems like you don't have that definitive best team in the nation maybe alabama (laughs) is the best team in the nation but all in all i mean it's just bad basketball this year man
3: bad so bad I, i i'm a sports degenerate on most occasions, you know, and it is—it is just really hard to watch college basketball right now. Like I'm going to turn on some games tonight, but I'm probably not going to be involved. I'm going to, you know, and I—I I, I love college basketball. It's and my birthday is right around the tournament, and I love watching the tournament. And I'm the, the, and the tournament's still going to be great, but college basketball is bad as a whole. Uh, we got some big games coming up. Uh, Saturday's a huge opportunity. Uh, can't overlook tomorrow night. Uh, we got, like you said, about Alabama and Auburn coming down the stretch. We got some big games. Um, I'm not, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We still have a big chance to make a good run. Our offense just has to show up because our defense is definitely going to. I know you all are up against it. Y'all have a good night. And go balls.
0: Appreciate the phone call, Daniel. Yeah, he's pretty spot on with everything he said. Yeah,
2: Olivier Cumbwa experience.
1: I would love to see. Uh, yeah, we saw Grant Williams' tweet, but I would love for uh, local sports writers to try to debate Grant, I think that would be uh, pretty entertaining.
0: You can try. I mean, the thing is, Grant Williams is a really smart dude. Yeah. First of all. it's yeah. not just
1: a dumb jock, man. I mean, he, it was between like, us and like, Yale or Harvard, his yep. last two schools.
0: And I think he, Princeton was one of those schools as well. Yeah,
1: what Ivy League. You get yeah. the point, but now the vice president of the Players Association. like,
0: You don't get that by being an idiot. No. And, I mean, you talk about somebody that represented this university well. Gotcha. He very much represented the university in one of the best ways that you could, and he still is, you yeah. know, with one of the most legendary teams in the history of the NBA. But we'll find out more about what's going to happen next. John Dunn of the All of All Colin Show joins us next. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Fan Run Radio Overtime continues, it is late in the show, and Matthew is once again in rare form during the break. Pleased to be joined by John Dunn of the All of All Collins Show. John, what's going on, man?
4: Hey, guys, not a whole lot. How are you guys doing this evening?
0: Doing pretty well, John. Of course, Tennessee moving up to number four in the AP, AP poll. Look what you got my mind on now, Matthew. <laughs> Look what you got my mind on, man. Anyway, the move up to number four in the AP poll and coming off a big win against LSU. Your thoughts on that game?
4: Yeah, man. So the LSU game in particularly uh, just goes to show Tennessee's dominance. It wasn't really ever a game uh, from tip to finish. So uh, it just goes to show that they can put some things behind them, some less than desirable performances, and take care of business.
0: Absolutely. And, John, it's kind of funny because, you know, when we were doing the recording for the All of All podcast the other night, one of the things that you were hoping to debate on was which team would you take, this year's team or the 2018-2019 team featuring the likes of Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Kyle Alexander, Jordan Bowden. And, you know, I think you were going into that expecting a debate. And then of the four or five people that are on this panel, everyone said 2019. And you just sit sit there for a minute and you were like, man – I really thought we were going to have a debate. And now it's just across the board, everybody thinks that that team was better. And that's been the response from just about everybody that's either called into the station. We had a few that tweeted at me telling me I was an idiot, but these same people are probably you know, running a cashier to Publix or you know, sitting in their grandma's basement with their drawers on eating chicken pot pies.
4: <laughs> so, you know, we talked about it during the recording. I think there's one thing that separates this team from the 2018-19 team. Um, and that is, no matter what game that 19 team was playing in, it never felt like
0: they were out of it. Dude, we were down 20 to Auburn in the SEC Championship game, and it still felt like we had a chance to come back and win.
1: Down eight against Kentucky with, what, less than two minutes to go? And, and we came won. Back and won. yep,
4: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, you and, and you, you hit on that perfectly, David. You look at the Kentucky game this year, they're down eight with two minutes and a half left. They start jacking threes like it's desperation time um it's just it's not there that that we're going to win this game instinct is just not there yet i do see flashes of it potentially being there now defensively if we were talking defensively i take this year's team all day i mean just there's no way you can't um you know the top defensive team and adjusted defense in the ken palm rankings. fantastic defensive team that other team was not bad defensively at all but offense was their bread and butter they could hit grant inside He would score on anybody. They had a a multitude of guys that could score from outside. They could hit you from anywhere on the court. Um, And that's just something this team doesn't have. Uh, They don't really have a strong interior presence. Um, The the three-point shooting is spotty. Just inconsistency has really plagued this team. And that's why I think the majority of people will take the Grant Williams Admiral Schofield team because those guys, night in, night out, shared the ball extremely well, played extremely good offensively, and just never seemingly were out of it. They didn't stop playing no matter how far behind they fell or how far ahead they were. They kept playing.
0: Absolutely. And I wanted to get into this, and I want everybody's uh, everybody's opinion on this because something got sent to me earlier uh, from one of the same people that started this argument this weekend. And I'm trying to pull up the tweet if my phone would stop being what it is. Um, but it was in regards to the arena, Thompson Bowling Arena. And it says, Thompson Bowling Arena remains one of the best places in the country to watch college basketball. And anyone who doubts that just hasn't hasn't been to too many places. I've been blessed to see most of them. So I know. But it's been down a notch so far this season. That's a fact. Now, I would say that it has been down more than just a notch. I mean, for crying out loud, John, we had a lady, I don't know if you saw this on TV, during the Kentucky game, late in the game, a lady had a dog in her lap in the front row. First of all, I don't know how you get a dog, like a little lap dog, in Thompson Bowling Arena. And second of all, what are we doing here? And it was in a bed, too. She brought his bed. Yeah, little she little. Yeah. brought the dog bed.
4: That dog was living better than most of us, that's for sure. But, yeah, know, uh oh, right? So I think a lot of the issue is everybody, and, and this will tie into the bandwagon argument that we were talking about over the football season, I think that everybody wants to be seen supporting a good team. Now, if Tennessee was, you know, ranked 47th in the country uh, with a 13-8 and eight record or something, I guarantee that same person's not sitting there in the front row with a little dog. No. I think people want to be seen, um, which is not good for the environment itself. Now, I get a lot of people are like, well, hey, you know, any, any support, they're spending money on the school. That doesn't help the environment itself, which doesn't help the team. Uh, but I think that's more or less what it is. I think it's people just want to be seen at the game more so than to be at the game to watch the game. And, and you know, I don't think that's everybody. I, I don't think it's the majority. I think it's a lot of people. Um, but that's, that's my take on it.
0: Absolutely. And then not to mention the student section being moved around the way it has been. And Yeah, that doesn't help. No, it does not at all because at one point I'm pretty sure it basically surrounded the entire visitor's entrance. Which made a for a very hostile environment, and probably played a part in the reason we won up till Kentucky. I think twenty five straight home games.
4: Exactly, and when you're when you're hosting a team, you want to be hospitable in the sense that nobody's getting hurt, nobody is dealing with any defamatory comments in terms of race, gender, creed, blah blah blah, all that good stuff. But you don't want to bring people in and serve them cupcakes. You know what no. I mean? You want to make that environment on the court hostile. You don't want them able to hear anything. You don't want them able to, to know what play is being called. You don't want them to know anything. You don't want them to know how much time's on the clock, nothing. So anything that the, the arena can do uh, to help the team is a positive And it, it doesn't help to have these, and you know, Josh Pate says it best, casuals that just show up all the time. And that's what we're seeing.
2: Hey, John, I have a, I have a question for you. When it came to the Kentucky game, as we going back to the whole, uh, we don't have a killer on this team, Would you say – I thought about this after the game. When we were up 53-51, to 51, it felt to me like that we were down at that point, even though we were up.
4: Yeah, so, you know, I think that goes back to your basketball knowledge. I think you obviously have an extensive knowledge of the game. You're familiar that basketball is a game of run. So having a slim lead is basically like a tie game at that point. Um, so I, obviously you were expecting Kentucky to make a run, and knowing that Tennessee doesn't have a go-to guy to kind of halt that run, that momentum, when a team's on a you know a 6-0 run, if somebody comes down wet to three, that's a 6-3 run. That pretty much nullifies the momentum completely. Tennessee doesn't have that guy. They've got five guys right now averaging double figures. Sandero, Viscovi leading the team with 12.6 right now. The rest of the guys hovering in between 10.1 and 10.6 points per game. Um, and then you've got Tyreek Key who's right outside of double digits too. So this team's as, as weird as this sounds to say, this team's biggest problem is that it's super-duper balanced. Um, and, you know, we talked about that recording the podcast with, with Jake the other day, man. Just, this is the question I asked him, would you rather see the de- uh, the balance dispersed throughout the team, or would you rather see one or two guys step up and kind of take over a little bit? I think we all kind of agreed that balance was the way to go, but when guys are called upon in certain big moments, and we need to use guys that haven't been called upon, Tobey Owaka, he needs to see a lot more time. That's my biggest quarrel right now with Rick Barnes. Other than that, everything's fine, got to get the offense under control, but like you said, man, it, it's just there's no go-to guy right now. You've got one through four could get you 20 any given night, but you've not got one guy that you go to in that moment and say, hey, we need a bucket.
1: If you look so. at uh, Rick Barnes' Texas roster from his final four a year, TJ Ford obviously led the team with 15 points. Then you had Brandon Moten, who also averaged 15. Then the rest just kind of fell in line. Like you said, you've got two guys that are dogs that are going to lead your team, and the rest of the team just knows their roles. I mean, that's on any level of basketball you got to have a team that's going to mesh and know their roles, and that's what he had this year and uh, that year. But this year it's just like all over the place. We said it yesterday, but like we have five guys in double figures. No one knows who's going to take over, who's going to take that last shot. It's, uh, it's very frustrating, man.
0: Well, it's funny because, you know, on that 2019 team, I think we had five guys that were averaging 10 or more points a game, yep. but you had Grant and Admiral standing out at the top. I think one was averaging – I think Grant was averaging 18.4, and Admiral was averaging – around the 16 mark. 15, yeah, yeah,
4: 16. And that's where the offensive inconsistencies come back. If they were a little bit more consistent offensively, maybe you would have one or two guys. Maybe Santy's averaging 15, 16 instead of 12.6. Maybe uh, Julian's averaging 15, 16 instead of 10.6. So it's really just – it comes back to inconsistencies. But I will say this. They have, like I said, one through four. Those guys can get you 20 on any given night. Um, Olivia Kamwa is shooting exceptionally well. I don't know why – for the season, that is. Hit a little bit of a slump lately, but needs to put the ball in the hoop more. needs to shoot more often. Uh, but I'm I'm a firm believer that they need to get Owaka more more minutes. I think that's going to be uh, vital in helping Tennessee establish an interior rhythm.
0: Well, you know, you want to hear, or some people want to hear all the time about the advanced analytics. And when I'm looking at analytics, I'm just like, why is Toby Awaka not getting those minutes? Because he is more productive than, say, Urosh and Yep. Nine nights out of ten, Olivier Gumwa, And he's yeah, just I've, not getting the minutes.
4: Yeah, and I don't know if it comes back to the whole seniority debate or whatever, but that's got to go when it comes to college basketball. You've got to put your best five guys on the court regardless in any given situation. You can't take any minutes off it regardless. You're up you know, 17 against LSU last week. You still can't take your foot off the gas. That team can come back. Basketball's a game of runs. Like I was just talking about a few minutes ago. It only takes a split second. This isn't football. You know, it's not a slow, drawn-out strategic process. This is run and gun. Who's faster? Who's who's shooting the ball better? It's all about stringing together runs. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, it's just there's so many things you can look at at this team and say, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But there are some things, too, that you can look at and say, hey, this is going extremely well. But the, I think the biggest quarrel people have right now in terms of Rick Barnes and, and, and the team itself is, hey, we need to get some of these guys in. You know, if, if you've got guys like Kentaro Biscovy, Zekai Ziggler can't go one night, You're going to need a a guy to run points. What if both of those guys are out? Who are you going to go to? You're going to go to an inexperienced BJ Edwards, who's played what seven minutes all season,
0: if that. Get him minutes.
4: You know you're you're up thirty four points, forty points at back to back games. Get him some time. Get Tobey Awaka some more time. Get some of these walk. We've seen walk ins pop in here and there for some you know some crowd effect, I guess. Get Tobey Awaka and BJ Edwards some more minutes. You're going to need them, especially come March.
0: That you are. And before we jump into football, John, I want to give you a chance to plug the All Vol Podcast. And I I must say, you know, with the group of guys that we did the show with, you know, with Zach, with Dallas, with Trevor, with you, just a wealth of basketball knowledge. And it makes it so much easier going to do something like that, knowing that everyone on that panel knows exactly what they're talking about.
4: Yeah, man, it really does. And, you know, being a lifelong basketball player myself, you know, all the way to college, I was taken aback. Uh, by everybody's knowledge of the game. Everybody that you, that you just mentioned, man, is uh, extremely uh, knowledgeable in basketball. But, yeah, man, we record the All, all podcast every Sunday. So if you all hear us saying this week, this week, it's the week that just transpired, just want to throw that out there. We record it every Sunday, try to get it out on Monday, just produce our third episode. It's up on SoundCloud. we got to build a little bit of a library before we can get it up on any other, you know, major platforms. But we're working on that. Again, putting an episode out every week. Um, you know, it's <clears throat> picked up towards basketball season. So not a whole lot of football in there yet, but we're going to keep it going just for forever there, along with the live shows and stuff that we do and the articles that we post and all that good stuff. But, yeah, you can find the All Ball Podcast everywhere. You can find the show on Facebook. You can find on SoundCloud. You can find links to it everywhere. Just uh, search up All Ball Call-in Show there on Facebook, allballcallandshow.com, or you can go to SoundCloud, search up the All Ball Podcast, man, and find it. Uh, it's been a great time, man. It's super awesome doing it. I mean, I, we had some technical difficulties last week, but, you know, every time that we've done it and got it produced, man, it's been fantastic. We – the last episode, I had a great time um, telling stories about Pat Summitt. That was amazing to me,
0: man. That was a fun one. The week that we did it and it didn't get uploaded, that was the week that I almost choked on Texas Roadhouse Roll.
4: It was. While we were recording. <laughs>
0: that was almost bad.
4: It, it, it was almost a very tragic recording.
0: It just about was. <laughs> oh, man. And jumping to football, John, Josh Heupel, it is announced today that he is getting that extension that we've talked about, the one that we've been expecting. And it was around the ballpark of what I expected it to be. I was thinking it might be eight point five to nine million, and it's right at that nine million dollar mark, uh, moving him to the same level as Lane Kiffin, only a half a million dollars less than Brian Kelly and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, are you surprised at all? And no, what, what are your expectations going forward with that? Because you know, of course, with the raise, with all that money comes big expectations.
4: Yeah, so the expectations are always going to be there. Is Tennessee uh, first and foremost? It doesn't matter if the team goes three and nine, zero and eight, SEC play the next year. They're expected to
0: continue for a national championship.
4: That's just the way it is. Um, those expectations will be there regardless. But I think this is very just. Um, Josh Heupel is earned every bit of that. If not for the entire season, just for what he did in October uh, against Alabama, that's a moment that uh, to me is worth nine million dollars. Well,
0: they probably um, he probably got three million just based off of that game. No kidding and that's
4: that's something that you know all of us we're gonna be left with for the remainder of our lives so uh, to me it's very worth it I'm not surprised by this in the least in fact we were talking about this earlier when we were recording it we expected it to be uh, you know just any given moment and you know I was editing the podcast up the other day and I actually was clipping you know the parts where we're talking in between and we were talking about this and you and I actually hit right on it we said nine million right away nine or ten right away at the same time so right exactly around what we thought. I'm not surprised in the least, and I think this just goes to show the Danny, Danny White's commitment and, and the administration's commitment to Tennessee's longevity uh, and, and success. Um, you know, I think it's setting Tennessee up for success for the long run, and that's something that I think all of us are welcoming.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, jumping from the good news in football to what is coming up, you know, we're still waiting to hear the results of the investigation, what the sanctions are going to be, and I'm expecting those – Really, any day now. And you got to think with what we've already self imposed the scholarship restrictions, the not allowing recruits on campus for I think it was Bowling Green, and I don't even think we allowed them on for Pitt. You know, you got to think with what we self imposed, you got to think that NCAA can make an example out of us in this situation and be like, okay, look at what Tennessee did. They told us everything they knew, they complied they got off the hook, essentially. It's like, you can be like Tennessee, or you can be like some of these other schools that we've had to bury in the past.
4: Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's what it'll be. Um, If if you look, if there were any looming, just impending doom-type penalties coming, I highly doubt they would have let Tennessee celebrate an Orange Bowl victory. Um, I think it would have come before they were going to a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, because it doesn't, you know, that's a pretty harsh penalty you know stripping the team of a new year six bowl etc uh but you know with the nil rules now the amount of money we saw that was exchanged and how honestly how little it was uh, i think it's pretty much just going to be a slap on the wrist um for lack of a better term i think that everything that tennessee's done self-imposed all of this stuff that you just mentioned i really can't see the ncaa just dragging this on any further or anything else. But I do see them, like you said, using Tennessee as an example, be like, hey, this is what happens when you comply. And then using other schools in the past saying, hey, this is what happens when you don't. You could be like Tennessee or you could be like these other schools and, and, you know, make it worse on yourself. Um, But, uh, you know, like I said, I think it's just going to be a slap on the wrist at this point. I don't think they would have had the type of season they had if there was, uh, you know, looming just doom and gloom on the horizon. So I think it's just going to be something that's kind of. As uh, that happened, but yeah we're we're past it now absolutely
0: john tell us where to find your stuff man
4: as always guys just check it out on facebook the easiest way to watch and listen to the show just search up all ball Calling show there in your search bar uh, you can check it out all as well you can find me on twitter at jxhnd and all smushed together you can go on soundcloud and check out the super awesome app all ball podcast episode 3 available now guys i appreciate y'all uh, having me on every Tuesday. It's always a pleasure. Davis, guys, it's always a pleasure to speak with each and every one of you.
0: Absolutely. John, we'll do it again soon, brother.
4: Yes, sir. See you guys.
0: That is John Don of the All of All Colin Show making his presence felt here on Overtime. Stay with us. Final segment of Overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
1: So you're watching the game...
0: Final segment of Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Matthew is next. What do you say, Matthew?
5: Hey, Jake. How we doing, fellas? How we doing?
0: Doing pretty good, man.
5: Jake, uh, I've taken like a – I'm still active in our group chat that you and I are in, but as far as like Twitter itself, I've kind of taken like a a hiatus from it. I don't really respond and tweet that much, but I have to say I know I'm – I know I'm behind, but, dude, your conversation here I'm reading with Clay Keaton, I've never laughed so hard in my entire life.
0: Well, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, if somebody wants to be a walk-on football player and try to bleep bleep me, I mean, I'm going to come right back at him. I always get the last word.
5: <laughs> Do you want to play Call of Duty later?
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I'm down, man. We'll go on we'll play some DMZ. Oh, I'm still in tears, but I mean... Oh, I oh let's not a- forget he deleted a tweet as well. He deleted one of his tweets as I was responding to it. <laughs> oh, what a bum man. that guy is.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. <So. laughs> uh, I found no, it. it. Really I found cool. it. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm reading it right now. How
2: long ago was this from? It from-
1: looked three days ago. Uh, keep okay. scrolling.
2: I'll scroll, yeah. So...
5: Kind of let y'all as y'all read through that I think there is it's a fun conversation to have now personally i I go with the eighteen or nineteen team, but I do have to say just for the argument's sake to kind of show both sides, you do actually technically have a conversation to have and unfold um the eighteen nineteen team, if you look at it from a roster standpoint, you have a conversation to have essentially, so you know Jordan bone. Uh, in this case, it's Kai Ziegler, you're going to take Jordan Bone. Right. The next part where I go with the current roster is you have Lamonte Turner or Santiago Vescovi. I'm going to go uh, Santiago Vescovi, and that's just kind of my two cents. The third one, you get kind of – I, the third one, I'm going to go Admiral Schofield over Jillian Phillips, but you have an argument to be made just – all defensively and statistically offensively on paper. I'm not saying that, you know, you should take Julian Phillips, but there's an argument to be made in that conversation. And then the fourth one, it's a, I mean, I'm not even going to say his name. He's a two-time SEC Ch- player of the year. Grant Williams, it's all day, every day, twice on Sunday. You're taking him over Oliver Kamwa. And then you're probably taking Casey, or you're taking Kyle Alexander over uh, Uros. Now, where I give this t- current roster, its props, it has more depth. I will say that was our problem that year we went on that run. You had a underdeveloped John Fulkerson who eventually became a very good player for us but just wasn't at the level that he was at yet. And at the time being, Eve Ponds was not the Eve Ponds that we thought he was. Um, He struggled offensively. He did not know how to dribble. In fact, he was like a baby colt out there on the court.
0: I mean, the only thing we knew about him at the time was that he could jump out of the gym, and he still can. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, I mean, he's doing great things. And that's what this team on paper has. They have depth. Um, The conversation, though, that he carried, where you said Tennessee's current team would be, I believe, a two-point favorite, I just don't – that's where I get away from the analytics. That's where I don't like them. I think on paper, if you're shooting 16% from three – the analytics are going to say, keep shooting. But sometimes it's like, guys, it's not your night. Let's go inside the paint. Let's attack the basket, Um, which I think personally, this team's offensive identity has actually been to get to the basket. I think you've seen that with this team. When we play a small ball lineup, its ability with the Kai Ziegler to get finished at the rim and use Santiago Fiscovi's size to get off a, a moving screen has allowed us to actually separate. And I'm actually really looking forward to Wednesday night Anytime you can take on a guy like Mike White and just dictate and dominate for the Tennessee fans that don't realize this, when he was at Louisiana Tech, Tennessee actually interviewed him and tried to make him accept the job, and he is an Ole Miss alum. He's like, no, no, no. He knew that Ole Miss job was coming, didn't turn us down, and then the very next season goes to Florida. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to Wednesday night. I hope we beat them by 50. There's nothing more than I. I mean, I enjoy beating Kentucky, and then it's taking guys like Mike White and showing them, saying, "Hey, you missed out." Hey, guys, love the show as always. Jake, good talking to you, buddy.
6: Take care.
0: Absolutely, thank you for the call, Matthew. Let's keep it rolling, Roger. It's going to be our final caller. Good evening, Rog. Well,
6: well, well, good evening to to Uh, y'all. How you doing? How you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Rog. We're good. How much time? How much time do I have? How much time is it left now? I forgot.
0: We got time five time. minutes.
6: All right. Oh hold on in. Um, I just want to. Jackson, why ask you about about Thornton? Um, uh, <coughs> um, about uh, uh Jake, do you remember? I don't remember or not. Do you remember? Um, uh, I don't remember. do have it not. But do you remember when y'all had a had a had a, had a fight? Um, a lot of, a lot of times you could you can watch the. Uh, you show on, on 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 a phone you know, I on a phone. Um, it was uh, not Facetime, but it was something else. Remember uh, Facetime? But uh, remember, y'all used to have a uh, thing you could go on your computer or, or your phone and. Uh, um, oh, you're talking or, about the uh,
0: you're talking about the Periscope.
6: Yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen a while. that's why I asked you about. You know what, what happened? What happened to it?
0: Roger, I'm gonna so that, I'm just gonna tell you the truth, buddy. I'm so lazy. I just forgot about it one day, and we never picked it back up.
6: <laughs> oh okay okay i got you um, and right, so, 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 that, so that, that what happened to it then?
0: yeah i mean we could we could turn it back on i mean we got the manpower in here to do it again you know it's um it's one of those things everybody's yeah. got to manage one thing in here at least and you know when you got not enough bodies in here to do everything it kind of makes it hard on somebody because i would forget stuff and then i'd be picking uh, my nose or just coughing really bad during the breaks and people would catch me picking my boogers
6: Oh I I got you I hear you um about uh, how about how about the drive is same thing? Uh, is that what happened to the drive too they didn't the, the, the cut my cut I guess no nah, but bear just doesn't
0: want to be on camera that's that's why the drive doesn't uh, do it
6: okay okay, oh, I just care about that what happened a lot right. all right um <coughs> um also do you do you do you like, you have to write, I forgot today. I, I know it's good, but they can though. You got nine million, no? I think it's nine well million. deserved,
0: in my opinion, Roger. I think it's really well deserved, considering the mess that he walked into and what he's been able to do over the course of the past two years and with the offensive production we're putting out. And I expect a lot more of it. You know, I expect Tennessee to come out next year. I think the floor is going to be eight and four. That's the worst that we should do yeah. just because we are losing a lot of bodies. But at the same time, uh, yeah. you look at what we did against Clemson. We basically rolled out a skeleton crew against the ACC champions, and we beat them like we stole something down the Orange Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, it's right. going to be interesting to see what happens next season and if this is a motivator. Because guess what happens if he wins more, Raj? He makes more uh, yeah, money. I know it. He makes more yeah. money if he wins more. That's uh, I, I, true.
6: You're right. You're right. And that's why I asked put two. But that's one. How do you think he's going uh, to play Georgia ne- uh, next How do you think. Hey, thank do. Hey, do Georgia with one
0: eye. I think, Roger, it's going to be an interesting game just for the simple fact that this is one of those weird basketball games that I can never get a feel for. You know, last year, Tennessee was a 16.5 point favorite. And, of course, we didn't cover that 16.5. It was a very close game, you know, throughout. And it's oddly enough, Tennessee's a 16.5 point favorite in this game. And I really don't know. What kind of feel I should have for this game? And you got Mike White at Georgia now, who was at Florida, who did seem to give Tennessee a tough time every now and again. So I'm really excited yeah. about it. Um, of course, you know we're only going to be on for an hour tomorrow uh, because of the game. But you yeah. know, maybe Tennessee wins by 20.
1: I, I think we. Uh, I don't know. I think we win, Roger, but I don't think we cover the 16 and a half. I think we win by like 10 maybe tomorrow night.
6: Okay i uh, Yeah, as we win. We win, then you know. count, you know. We should win.
1: Yeah, we'll win. Margie. Yeah, we should win. They can win.
6: They can, win. They can be easy. They could be. I mean, it's not easy, but they could be. They could be a tough one. I mean, they could be. They could be. Georgia. Put, uh, Georgia. The, uh, Georgia. Any good? I think. It's, I think oh, it's going to be
0: scrappy, and you know, Georgia is one of these teams. Every few years, they pump out just an all-star athlete, and for whatever reason, they can never get it consistently. But every few years it seems like they always get that one guy that's going to go to the nba i don't necessarily know if they've got that this year but you know george is a very athletic team so
6: yeah i think
0: hey. it's going to be a scrappy game but i think it's going to be a scrappy win but you wow. know it's going to be interesting to watch hey all
6: right i know you've got time y'all have a have good night
0: good night appreciate you roger roger wants talk some tennessee basketball for tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good point. That's how I would summarize tomorrow night. It would just be gritty because Georgia never lays down. Phil said it before, but they never lay down when they see us. And I mean, they they competed with Kentucky because they played Kentucky. I think the Tuesday after they came up here and beat us, mm-hmm. and they were beating Kentucky in the first half, and you know Kentucky finally took off. But they're not going to be like a walk in the park.
2: No, no, I don't think. I also don't think it's going to be like the LSU game. Well, what will we end up winning by? Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. I don't. I don't think we win by twenty-one. I think maybe it's twelve, maybe ten. I don't think. uh, I don't know if we cover, but if we do, it's going to be some. I just think sixteen and a half is a lot, especially for a trap game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is another one of those games where I just say stay away.
2: What what were we favored against South Carolina in football season? Twenty and a half. We were favored by
1: twenty and a half.
0: Yes, a fifty-point swing.
1: Is that real?
0: That's real. It's still real to me, damn it. I didn't know if it was. A, I, I was
2: thinking it was the same. 20 and a half. I, didn't think it was a, I thought it was the same number as the game against Georgia tomorrow
0: night. 20
1: and a half points we were favored by. Yes. We lost by 25.
0: Yes. 45 points win.
1: <sighs> I got to double check this before you leave. No, man. I'm. There's no way. No, I made
0: the bet. I know exactly what it was because I lost money on that game. That was the worst betting day that I've ever had in the history of college athletics. Actually, worse than that, I moved to twenty two and a half by kickoff. <laughs> so forty seven and a
2: half points.
1: Nightmares, place. man. Nightmares. Why did you have to bring that up? Who brought that up? You or Jake?
2: I, I brought it up because I thought it was the same number. What as a the... moron!
1: Just shut up, man. You're pissing me off. What are your chicken pasta? Uh, not tonight. God. Maybe tomorrow. Literally, I have like 30 seconds to go. Oh, the South Carolina Sprite. Like, Be quiet, man. It's pissing me off
2: again. Hey, man. Chill out, man.
0: You've runned the last minute of the show. Rurnt it. Not ruined it, but you have runned it. Thanks, man. Yeah, hopefully- You need to eat beans and rice tonight until you get this mess cleaned up, Matthew. I'm not doing what Dave
2: Ramsey says, man.
0: You need to eat God. beans and rice, rice and beans. You need to go buy you a $1,000 beater.
2: 22 and a half.
0: Drive it to class. Drive it to here. Drive it back to your apartment. Drive to get your chicken pasta. Matter of fact, you're not allowed to have the chicken pasta. I'm just
2: gonna keep moving this up.
0: That's gonna do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for three and out right here on Fan Run Radio.